Hello, and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries podcast. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Volume 14, Episode 27, The Law of Demand and Supply. Doctors of chiropractic and student initiates, welcome back, and thank you for joining me. For those who have been following along over the last few episodes, you'll recall that we are quickly approaching our 100th episode. As a matter of fact, this is our 99th episode since the Green Book Commentaries podcast went live back in the summer of 2020. As promised, our 100th episode will be a special one. To thank all of my dedicated and principled listeners, we will broadcast an ultra-rare audio from B.J. Palmer himself. If you've ever heard B.J. Palmer speak, you'll, you'll understand why he was considered the authority figure in chiropractic. After all, he was there when D.D. Palmer delivered the first chiropractic adjustment in 1895. And he lived through the years when chiropractic was developed from a crude theory into a repeatable science. Practically all chiropractic techniques can trace their origin to the foundation of development that B.J. created. Just like that funny farmer's insurance commercial, B.J. Palmer knows a thing or two about chiropractic because he's developed a thing or two in chiropractic. So with that, our 100th episode will be available sometime during the last full week of October. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope that you all will enjoy it as much as I do. Now that you're on the edge of your seat anticipating that special bonus episode, let's get into today's episode, shall we? When you hear the words demand and supply, what comes to mind? Well, if you're like me, you likely thought of the relationship between a customer and a business. This is where a customer has a demand for a specific product or service and a business supplies that demand. Did you know that this relationship model is the same when compared with innate intelligence and the tissue cell? The tissue cell represents the customer and the needs of that tissue cell would represent a specific demand. Likewise, innate is represented as the business using the brain and spinal cord to deliver the supply. Pretty simple, right? Let's develop this principle and gain a deeper understanding using the sensation of hunger. When a tissue cell needs glucose, it signals innate via the afferent nerve. Innate responds to this demand by consuming food, breaking it down within the stomach, and absorbing it into the bloodstream through the intestines. Next, innate uses the pancreas to produce insulin, which functions as a carrier to transport glucose from the bloodstream into the tissue cell. As glucose enters into the tissue cell, messages are transmitted to innate using the afferent nerve, 
making it aware that the demands are being properly supplied. Once the man has been supplied, the tissue cell is satiated. It stops asking innate to produce and use insulin. All of this is made conscious through the sensation of hunger. The law of demand and supply works in accordance with the normal complete cycle, now commonly called the safety pin cycle. As long as there's no interference to the flow of messages between brain and body, normal function or health is the natural result. A vertebral subluxation can interfere with nerve flow, therefore block messages from reaching tissue cells. This is what chiropractic has termed dis-ease, and the symptoms of such are what medicine has called disease. Dis-ease is the cause. Disease is the effects. Effects will stop being effects only when the cause has been specifically adjusted. Once adjusted, innate reestablishes nerve flow immediately, assuming the, ner the affected nerves were structurally sound, free of permanent damage. As nerve flow is established, tissue cells begin to produce their products. It is this physical production which takes time to accomplish, and once PAR has been restored, that is what we call health. When we return from our break, we'll begin our reading from Volume 14. Welcome back from our break. We now begin our reading from Volume 14, Chiropractic Textbook, page 187. Article 241, Universal Function in the Body. Universal function in the body is the vibration of atoms and molecules which gives them continual motion, which cannot be prevented by innate. It, however, is adapted by innate for use in function. Innate adapts them to, to her uses by balancing, opposing, augmenting, etc., by the application of other universal forces. Adapted, they act as innate wishes them to, and the tissue cells act coordinately. Unadapted, because innate's control is absent, the cells act as they please, according to the urge of universal forces alone. Action, therefore, is not function unless it serves the body. Universal function is the expression of universal life. It is the expression of that energy, which innate uses to activate active organs and strength for passive organs. In the body of a cell, the chemical and physical forces are at work, which must be controlled if their action be coordinative. Article 242, General Function in the Body. General functions are the unclassified or non-specialized functions in the body. The general name for coordinative services of all the organs of the body. 
unless the signs of life are very latent. The protoplasm of all, of all cells is in constant motion. This is the expression of the life within them, evidence that they are really alive and distinguishable from inorganic matter. This, their response, is to the forces which greet them from the external. These forces which come to them are either universal forces or universal and innate forces combined. If the body is normal, it will be both with nice balance. This universal form of motion is called by physicists motor function. Dr. Palmer also calls it by the same name at times, but the student must not be confused by the application of the medical term to general function. <clears throat> Dr. Palmer also says, quote, a mental impulse is a thought in motion. Motion is function, and function is life, end quote. This is absolutely true and well said, but one must, an but one must analyze epigrams. Quote, coordination is health, end quote. Also, but if these very general statements were all that we put into a book, it could not be a textbook for study. The report to innate is over the afferent half of the normal complete cycle, not the special sense cycle, and is general sense. Note that general sense goes with general function. Article 243, primary function in the body. Primary function is the cooperative service which the parts of the body render to each other. Since the tissue cell is the smallest organ, it is the basic unit in the study of function. General function is primary function, considered generally, without specifying the kind of expression. Primary functions are arbitrarily divided into nine specific kinds for convenience in making analyses. Two others might be added, namely, transmission and connection. But as they have n never been used with symbols, the writer will not attempt to add them to the nine. The student should keep them in mind, however, in making analyses and can give them the symbol for general function, O. Article 244, Primary Functions and Their Normal Symbols. <clears throat> Zero, general function. One, motor function. Two, calorific function. Three, sensory function. Four, secretory function. Five, excretory function. Six, nutritive function. Seven, reparatory function. Eight, expansive function. And nine, reproductive function. These are the names of the nine specific kinds of coordinative service that tissue cells give each other. Some of these are mostly, considering each separately, the service of one kind of tissue, as motor, but most of them are the concerted actions of many tissues. 
think of the primary functions as products, and in some cases, the service is in material form, necessary for exchange in the law of demand and supply. The conveyor of the material service is the serous circulation. The reports to innate over the afferent half of the normal complete cycle is not divided into nine classes to correspond to the nine functions, but are considered as one class, just as though all the nine afferent reports were gathered into one bundle for them all. This afferent side of the nine functions is called by Dr. Palmer the wife. This is, after all, general sense which has been described before. It suffers no interference with transmission, and therefore the sensation obtained by innate is always correct. The student is cautioned not to confuse general sense with sensory function, one of the nine primary functions. For sensory function, as one of the nine is itself reported on by the wife. Article 245. The Law of Demand and Supply. When the tissue cells when the tissue cell needs something, either material or immaterial, this service is equivalent to a variation of forces locally. The energy waves of this variation is picked up by the sensitive tentacles of the afferent nerve. It is then known as impressions of vibrations, which it really is. The behavior of the afferent nerve cell, adapt, adaptability of nerve cell responding to forces, informs innate of the condition at the tissue cell, sensation. Innate, cognizant of the needs of the tissue cell, issues demands to these cells which she knows can deliver the supply. If the cell needs materials, they are later delivered through the serous circulation. If the cell needs forces, innate assembles them and sends them direct. The supply of forces reaches the tissue cell immediately and is used to balance the obstreperous universal forces, which made the demand necessary. It takes longer to ship the material supplies which the cell needs. If the supply houses cells cannot furnish the materials, there will, of course, be a famine somewhere. This is in coordination. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been the Green Book Commentaries Podcast. Thank you.